Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you to CSC Talk Radio. Today is my honor, my privilege, my pleasure to be here with you today. Do you realize it is almost the end of August? One day left in August. I told you, as soon as July the 4th is over, summer's gone. It's just lickety-split downhill after that. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, because that is all the way uphill. (laughs) For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father... Lord, I will lift my eyes to the hills, knowing my help is coming from you, your peace you give me. In the times of the storm, you are the source of my strength. You are the strength of my life. I lift my hands in total praise to you. I pray today again, Heavenly Father, for your hedge of protection around your people, your children, Throughout this world, not just here in the United States of America, this is where I live, Father. This is where you have placed me. And I pray for your people as you did, your children. I pray, Abba, Father, that you will protect President Donald J. Trump and his family and his associates, all those around him, in these troubling and trying times in this particular nation. While evils appear to prevail, we know that you are God and you are awesome and all-powerful. And we are overwhelmed by your love, your sacrifice, your grace, and your mercy. Oh, we praise you, oh God. We ask for your forgiveness. We as a people also need to forgive. Help us to have hearts like you. And may we have a heart that seeks your word and your way and your will in our lives and in this nation, Father. All the solutions that are offered up by mankind fall short. They are nothing. You are the solution. Your laws are our protection. May we never forget. May we never ever forget you. For such a time as this, I pray in Jesus' name, my Savior and my Redeemer. Amen. Well, yesterday we talked a little bit about overwhelmed. To be overwhelmed by God instead of by all these distractions and the evil that we see going on in our nation in particular, in the politics. Be overwhelmed by God. So I I was thinking as I was trying to come up with a monologue, we do have a guest today, and I'm going to bring him on here in just a few minutes. But out of Isaiah, it says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. All of our sins are on that cross. But in First Peter, it says, For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd 
and overseer of your souls. You have returned. Isn't that great? That is overwhelming, isn't it? So what is to be done? That was the topic of one of the articles I was reading this morning. And they had lots of good ideas, lots of things that they were talking about. What can be done? But they left out one little thing. They left out God. We have fallen in this nation because we have fallen away from him. When once a republic is corrupted, there is no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils but by removing the corruption. And I think we can all agree that we have plenty of corruption today. But just removing it and then restoring its lost principles. And what I fear in my heart is that we have all forgotten what those principles were to begin with. Every other correction, he said, is either useless or new evil. That is Thomas Jefferson. You know, they prayed every day when we were at war with Great Britain. And when they were arguing over coming up with a constitution of what to do with this new country, what are we going to do with this new nation? How will it be run? And, of course, it came to be that it was a constitutional republic. Not a democracy. We have some democracy principles. We have some democratic policies. But we are a constitutional republic. And when they were arguing, the old man, 83 years old, Benjamin Franklin, he said, I have lived, sir, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that an empire can rise without his aid. Is it possible? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build thy labor in vain, that built it. I firmly believe this, and I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. Without God, we can do nothing, is what Benjamin Franklin was saying. So therefore, he said, I beg you to move that henceforth prayers every day will open up this assembly. And he was there in what was Congress at that time. So what is to be done? We have many men who are rising, and women, I don't want to leave the women out, who are rising up to do things. I have with me today Paul Venable. Now, he was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, and has lived with his family in central Missouri since 2018. He's a newbie here in the Shelby State. After attending the University of Cincinnati and the Ohio State University, Paul has uh, collected over 30 years of experience in information technology services. He doesn't even look 30 years old. (laughs) Paul and his wife, Susan, have held and continue to organize public-private forums to teach the principles of liberty and the proper role of government through the Constitution of the and the Declaration of Independence. I believe that Declaration of Independence is so, so important. Americans fail to understand those grievances that are there. He also actively lobbied the his state legislature on issues of tax relief, limited government, empowering the people, and strengthening the family. He is here today because he is running for senator in the state of Missouri against those... Uh, Two parties. (laughs) He's running on the Constitution Party. Paul, welcome to CSE Talk Radio. Thank you, Beth Ann. I'm I'm really grateful to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. So I guess, you know, in the two minutes we got before we go to our first break, uh, we'll probably have you repeat it. 
Why have you chosen to do this? I've chosen to do this because I'm not hearing the message that needs to be said. I'm not hearing it in the political arena pretty much anywhere. And that message is that we need to return to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. The people who are in Congress have taken an oath to support and defend the Constitution. And I can see violations of the Constitution every time I open a paper, every time I hear the news, just about every time. And no one is pointing it out. And essentially, that's why I'm running, because the people need to know that we, the people, have teeth in the Constitution. It gives us power to reclaim the republic. And what they have done, uh, going back to Thomas Jefferson's quote about any other is is uh, just replacing it with a new evil or it's useless. And and I kind of see that. Now, I will vote Republican. I don't vote, I don't vote Democrat at all anymore. But independent, I've always considered myself an independent, even though I'm registered as a Republican. Um, it's it's almost impossible for another party to come in because they hold a monopoly. They hold a, they have a stranglehold, and that monopoly is not following the Constitution, as we both know. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. We're going to talk about what can we do. What is to be done? By golly, there's got to be something to be done, but we can't leave the Lord out of it. I'm just going to keep repeating that. They didn't. Our founding fathers didn't leave God out of it, and we cannot either. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Paul Venable. He's uh, running in the Constitution Party in the state of Missouri for senator, and we'll be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. And while the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. 
Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno 150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno 150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. <laughs> we're having a pretty good constitutional discussion off, uh, off the air here, but we're going to get to it. We're going to share it with you. But uh, I was talking to uh, Paul, and we're going to give him a copy of uh, Anthony and Tiso's The Greatest the Great Congressional Deception, from 1776 to today, <laughs> what has gone on. You know, it's it's easy. We are like sheep. And they can pull the wool over our eyes pretty easily. We will uh, do just about anything. Uh, but Paul is running for Senate here in the state of Missouri, and he is going to be going up against uh, two of the big parties, you know, the monopoly. I don't even know who's running on the Democrat side. I know who's running on the on the. Republican side, and that is Schmidt. And I have my reservations about him. <laughs> so let's talk about what you can do. I, you know, you're up against a big, a big thing there to try and beat the two parties. But like you said to me before we went on the air, we were talking about <laughs> CSV Talk Radio struggles and struggles to, to just stay on the air. Sometimes it's the message mm-hmm. that's the most important. And the message is not being heard necessarily by these two-party monopolies. Correct. So let's talk about that message, and that message is the Constitution. That message is freedom. That message is state, individual sovereignty, state sovereignty. And uh, we have to remember God is first. God created man. Man is second. Man created the state. State is third. The states created the federal government to do very little. They're way overworking themselves. (laughs) And... Somehow that has been flipped upside down, and uh, we've got to turn it back around. Let me share something with you that a lot of us don't realize. If I were to ask you what's the most important article of the Constitution, what would come to mind? Now, I didn't say the, I didn't say the Amen. rights. Yeah. I mean the Constitution. So. I, I just really going to have you tell me which okay. one is. <laughs> let, let me propose to you that's Article 7. Let me read it to you. The ratification of the conventions of nine states shall be sufficient for the establishment of the Constitution between the states, so clarifying the same. Now, what that means is the states created a compact or a contract with each other to create the federal government. Yes. The states are the parent. The federal government is the child. So once we understand where the federal government derives its power from, then we also understand that it is answerable to the states. 
And just a few minutes ago during the break, we talked about the 17th. Yeah, we did. (laughs) And um, I believe the Lord's at work. First of all, I believe it's by his providence that we have the Constitution. You know, we had uh, our nation's founders may have been diverse in temperament, you know, belief and lifestyle, but together they engaged the most powerful military force on the planet at the time. They retreated more than they advanced. They lost more battles than they won, but they were aided by a power beyond their own. And I believe the Lord wanted on this earth a land where there could be freedom, okay, where the, where the rights of the people were protected. You know, they were delineated in the, in the uh, Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and property. Yes, yes. What they envisioned was something that, I've talked about for years. I've conceived it for years, and I refer to it as a nation of kings. And what I mean is that each subject to the king of kings. That meant that in this land, we had something, we had a freedom that was only considered a purview of those who enjoyed the divine right of kings. And God brought that to America. So with what he's given us, we can't, we have the freedom as long as we have, the government's work is to protect our rights. Okay. (laughs) They're not doing a very good job at that. (laughs) Right. But that's their work. (laughs) But that's our fault. Now. I believe that's our fault. Go ahead. It is. Okay. Because we don't know what we've been given. You know, I can read this constitution in one sitting. And yeah. gives us understanding. So I said something about... It didn't about, need to be 12,000 right. pages long. <laughs> right. I, and so I did. I said that the Seventh Amendment creates a, a compact or a contract among the states. And the states have a responsibility to hold the federal government accountable. They don't even know that because the, the paradigm has been inverted for us to think that the states are vassals of the federal government. It's the other way around. Absolutely. Okay. And and I'm not sure exactly when that all got flipped in everybody's heads, but they don't want to teach the truth. Okay. So it's it's um it's advantageous to our so called government, I'm doing that in quotes because we the people are supposed to be the government to keep us uneducated, okay. to keep us distracted. It's to their advantage to make sure we just ain't all that bright. You know, well, I'd rather play on my phone than read the Constitution. I'd rather argue uh, this about the genders or this about uh, racism or this about that. I'd rather do that than know what my rights really are. It's time for the people to awaken. I don't know a nice way to say this. <laughs> you can say it anyway as long as you use clean words. Okay. But I'm the mom here. But the people have gotten to the place where they're hurting enough that they might wake up. Okay? You know, maybe gas prices are high enough. Maybe food shortages are bad enough. Maybe what we're looking at, watch out for what's going on in Europe because you'll see it here. I was listening to a, yes. a report about how you can't find firewood in Europe now because they have scaled down so dramatically their use of what they call fossil fuels. And I've, that's a completely other subject. They've scaled down their use 
of what had been cheap energy, and now people are scrambling going into winter for firewood. So what I what I want to say is, are we are we finally hurting enough that we need to wake up and say, oh my goodness, we need to get out of this paradigm where we are outsourcing our liberty, you know, where we go to the polls. Let me give you an illustration. How often do we vote a year? Maybe two times. Maybe we have a primary. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have a local election. And then every two years, we have a general election. So let's say five times in two years. That's five times in 730 days we go to the polls. And we think we participated in our republic. You know, proportionally, we take more potty breaks in a day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> then we then we then the effect of what we do at the polls is about time the the, the machinery of government runs 24/7 365 and it's about time that people s- participate more actively yes and engage more actively and know what the rights are and what the rules are that the lord has given us in the constitution so that we can maintain ourselves as a free people and our laws in the constitution were based on god's laws and our founding fathers, they weren't perfect men. They were certainly not saints. They had their, they had their issues of that day. But there were those who believed that this nation came to be by God, to be an evangelical nation, to be the beacon of God throughout the world. And we have, I don't believe the great experiment failed. I think we failed the great experiment. <laughs> I think we failed it because all of a sudden, and I, I understand what you say about the hurting, and I hope, I hope that's true. But sometimes I look at it and I think they're hurting so bad they're gonna, they're desperate and they will reach out to the government for more control. Please take care of me. We saw this in Katrina and I said, if my children, I raised five sons and I said, if I thought Something was going on. I wouldn't be standing in the street screaming for somebody to come rescue me. I'd be taking those kids, and we'd been walking for higher ground. I know it's going to walk a while there in New Orleans to get to higher ground. But have we become such a sheep that we're constantly looking to someone else to take care of us instead of being that American independent spirit where we want to Get up and take care of ourselves. Between us and God, we can handle this. We don't need D.C. dictating down at us. And I got a little talky there. (laughs) But I want to talk about that because the hurting, and it is, they're in a mess over there in Europe. And it's getting worse because they were in a mess last year. Right. And And it's it's coming over here. It is. What you see there. Because climate change is an issue because it is the greatest hoax, the greatest lie upon this land, and they've got people scared to death. You know, we're not in an ice age anymore, folks, so just think about that. And there are unintended consequences. Unintended consequences. Well, I'm not sure they're so unintended. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth with Paul. He's running for Senate in the state of Missouri on the Constitution Party. What is to be done is the question of today, and we will be right back.
returns. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Paul Venable. He's running for the senator here in the state of Missouri um, against those two big monopoly parties. But he's running with the Constitution Party. And uh, I'm not sure we've talked about so many things when we went off to, uh, to break. But I think part of the problem is, Paul, is we just don't. The American people no longer know their rights. They think the Constitution is complicated. It is not. And uh, the laws that they, you know, go back to Thomas Jefferson's quote, the laws that they make that are going to fix something, mm-hmm. they're useless or they're a brand new corruption. Okay. And the same thing with some of these new candidates that we bring in. Now, not everyone. There are some of them out there, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she is trying to do the, you know, she's had a second she's attack. Up dream. A yes, second attack. I heard about that. And uh, they're out to get those of us who are standing for our liberty and our rights. And it's not just, you know, I'm an old lady now. It's not okay. about me. It's about my kids, my grandkids, my great grandchildren. Same for me. You know, it's about the. Um, it's about the future generations of this nation because they are going to be completely under communism if we don't get this stopped. Sure. So let's go from there. So understand that what you're seeing, <clears throat> seeing blatantly is that, pun intended, but the mask is off. They're not yes. hiding it anymore. No, There's they're not an, even trying to, right. are they? They're proud of it. Look right. what we did to Trump. And, you know, so there's, there's an there's a war on liberty in America. Mm-hmm. And I think the target is the Constitution. I believe it is the one thing that still stands in the way of complete tyranny. And I think that's what the, uh, the uh, what do they call that, uh, the Convention of States, I believe that's what that's about. There are people in there that are honest and they think they were doing the right thing, but it's going to open that Pandora box and they can change anything they want to at that point in time. And I'm really worried about that. Well, we should be concerned about it because what if Thank we you. actually <laughs> if we actually used took all that energy to follow the Constitution and obey it, you wouldn't need the Convention of States. The other thing that happens Amen. is when you pull the Convention of States, the Fifth Amendment Convention of States into action, you put that under the uh, under the authority of the federal government. Yes. And regardless of what they tell you, Thank you. it, it can go in whatever direction. Thank you, because go. so many people have think they think that that's their hope. That's our hope. Our founding fathers put it there for us. But it's I think right now because the corruption is so so bad you're it's still the final say goes to the federal government right and therefore they can do whatever they want to it at that point in time and i think everybody this guy starts out theodore r mollick and a nicholas capitaldi i don't know how to say these names okay. but anyway he starts out america is facing its most serious national crisis since the civil war and it is not helpful to pretend otherwise right and he goes in and he gives I'll, I'll let you have this if you want. He gives all kinds of solutions, and I'm not arguing with him, but he's like paralleling in the education department. We can ignore theirs and do our own, and, yes, we're going to have to fight them every step of the way. They're not going to acknowledge when it comes to universities. They're not going to acknowledge people's degrees when it comes to this and that. Parallel 
our government, parallel our our financial system. In other words, have this second nation in within this nation. I'm thinking, but he's leaving out. You know, they're, they're actually. You know, of course, what he's saying is, const, you know, he wants to follow the Constitution, but he says we need to we need to quit thinking we're going to reform the Republican Party. Sure. <laughs> and I agree with that. And he goes, to, like I said, I'll let you have this when you leave if okay. you want it. I. I I go to American Greatness. It's amgreatness.com. It's a um, uh, Prather. Okay. Okay. And uh, anyway, I don't disagree with him, except I felt like he he left something out. What? Well, <laughs> here's here's what's been left out, and here's what we as a people have been missing, and it's right in the Constitution. In fact, the precedent we're given is in the Declaration of Independence, and what was that? It was a petition, and in fact, it, near the end, it said that our that Thomas Jefferson penned that our repeated petitions have been answered with repeated injury. Yes. Now, what's important about that is they petitioned. We have a First Amendment right of petition. And we're not using it. This is actually where we start. Even even in the Bible, the Lord tells us to petition him, to pray to him. What is that? We're petitioning for his aid, for his strength, for strength beyond our own, for his acknowledgement. Wisdom for his. And so that actually got baked into the con- that actually got baked into the Bill of Rights. Okay, and that's providential. So we have so that First Amendment right to petition is the action. When you say what do we do, it is the action part. It's one of the first actions that I have in my as a campaign strategy, and that is petition our government for the redress of grievances. Let me tell you what a First right of, Amendment right to petition means. Um, it it can't be abridged. So if you go, if we go to the First Amendment, and I could quote it for you, but I'm going to read it. Absolutely. Well, okay. that's, that one's a, that one's a, it's not as long. It's, yeah. it's first down. It's okay. compacted there. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise, there, uh, exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition government for a redress of grievances. Okay, that was the full one. Okay. Okay, that was the full one. Mm-hmm. So what's important about this is I'm using First Amendment petitions as an action strategy in my campaign. Now, I've been teaching about the Constitution since 2004, but I've struggled with how do you get people after a class to actively do something with the petition? So let me it's kind of like church. They get all whomped up during the class, and then right. they go home, and they just kind of run out. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. You know, you get up in that, and then you come back down, and it's – Exactly. So I found a way to to illustrate this. You t- you just told me you got, what, five boys? Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do they know how to cook? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's because when you taught them to cook, you gave them a book, and you said, make this, Right. Mostly, no. I just told them how to. Do, I you showed them, them how to do you it. You showed them how to do that. You got your hands in the flour with them, and you made either a masterpiece or disaster. But whatever it was, now they know how to cook. You know why? It's not because you sat them down in a classroom, but you worked with them and you used their hands and you showed them how to do it. Well, here's here's what 
I've been teaching classes in Constitution. Here's what I figured out. The best way for the people to learn the Constitution is to use it. So let me share something with you. My, my website is youinmissouri.org. That's Y-O-U-W-I-N, Missouri.org. Okay, first of all, it's named that because it isn't about time that we, the people, win in our interactions with government. It's not about Paul Venable. It's about what we, the people, can do in using the Constitution to reclaim the republic. So I have on my website, <laughs> excuse me, if you go to the contacts page or if you go to youinmissouri.org slash go, you'll go to a page that has to the left, three petitions so far. And here's how this works. The first petition, uh-oh. Go ahead, tell the first The one first petition quick. is how to remove the Biden administration from office. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you probably want to know about that one. Yeah, we we're going to we're gonna know about all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm pretty excited about this. You know, we did petitions here. Okay. And my, and my listeners sent some of them out. We did grievances. But maybe we just didn't do them quite right. Well, and and so we'll talk about that when we come back. And we'll be in our final segment when I know, we come back. I know. You're listening why. to CSC Talk Radio. It's the fastest hour of the day. Right. But it's the most important hour. And we'll be right back. Yes, that's why I wanted to get to my action steps right away because I realized... Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Bethann or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. 
for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, MyPillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're in the final segment of today's show. We've been visiting with Paul Venable. He is running for Senate here in the state of Missouri, but I don't care where you are listening right now. You need to hear what this man has to say. And uh, let's be encouraged by it because he was he's running on the Constitution Party. Where If you are able to, go to U-Y-O-U, win, W-I-N, because we're not tired of winning yet, Missouri.org. Now, he's going to tell us about the uh, getting active Mm -hmm. and with the grievances. Okay. Okay, so to petition the grievances. So uh, a First Amendment right to petition means because it can't be abridged, if you go into a school board and you express my First Amendment right to petition, they need to turn off the timer. (laughs) Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? There needs to be an education process because the (laughs) – the sheriff needs to understand that if your rights are violated in that meeting, then the people running the meeting will need to be held accountable for violating. Yeah, and right rights. now we're doing it the opposite way around. We're doing it the opposite, and way. that's because our sheriffs or our city police, whichever case, they're not educated enough to know what they're who they're really serving. The sheriff could have stopped the issue there at Mar-a-Lago. He could have said, Correct. "Nope." You guys have no authority to come in here. That was my first question is, where was the sheriff? Yeah, I did too. I asked that same thing. I go, where was this sheriff? And and no one's asked that. Well, I have, but but I I didn't count, I guess. I wasn't there. Let me rephrase that. The mainstream (laughs) has not asked. Okay. And maybe they don't want us to. So I'm sure they don't. (laughs) So let me run something by you really 
important because the First Amendment right to petition is the backbone of my campaign. And actually, I'm glad for the reach of your audience because this needs to be a national movement. Let me tell you, just really summarize quickly what's going on. We have a constitutional crisis in America today. And, and there, was, there was an insurrection on January 6th, but it didn't come from outside the Capitol building. Okay. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> okay. So, and let me explain. There were, there were two gentlemen who researched after November 2020, after the election. They knew something was wrong. And what they discovered was that 31 states violated the Constitution in their selection of electors. We still have an electoral college, and electors need to – states need to follow the process in choosing their electors. That process is done by the legislature. If a governor changes something, if a secretary of state changes something of how the electors are selected, it's invalid. Yes. 31 states did that. 401 electors were invalid. Now – And they blamed COVID. They, they used that as an excuse – and it it's not in the Constitution. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not in the Constitution. But here's what happened. A First Amendment right of petition went to Congress and was received by January on January 4th. They were notified on January 5th that it had been received. On January 6th, here's what Congress was required to do. And let me tell you why. Because this petition, Congress was the only venue in which this could have taken place. If the electors were invalid, then Congress had to go into chambers, according to the 12th Amendment, with the House choosing the president and the Senate choosing the vice president. Now, you know and I know that there is a majority of Democrats in Congress. <laughs> but in a 12th Amendment selection, uh, the selection is done by states and each state has one vote. So Wyoming has one vote. California has one vote. And there are more Republican-led delegations. So it's done in the House. It's done in the House. Only. Okay. Only. Okay. It's done in the House. Had that happened, had then we wouldn't have this constitutional crisis today. The constitutional crisis is that Congress allowed an illegitimate president and vice president to be seated in office. And, and, and now we're being told, well, there's no constitutional way to undo this. Yes, there is. <laughs> but we're being told that there isn't. So let's talk about undoing it. Okay. So, well, first of all, Congress got sued, by the way. That case was dismissed. The appeal was dismissed. And the Supreme Court chose not to hear that appeal at this point. So here's what my first First Amendment petition is. And it is to petition your county commissioners, to petition your state attorneys general to join the Schultz versus Congress of the United States case. Now, that original case number is 21-CV-448. Say that again. 21-CV-448. 448. And what that will tell you, it will give you the documentation that they found about how the Constitution was violated. And if the Constitution is violated, it's Congress that has a responsibility to do something about it. Now, when you wrap your head around this, understand, they all know. Sure they do. The Democrats know. And guess what? 
your Republican heroes know also. Yeah, they do. All right. Yeah, including Rand Paul, including Jim Jordan, including, oh, Lindsey Graham, you know, yeah. he's such a including hero. T- yeah. And um, who did you say? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, yeah. Jeff, uh, what's his name? Josh Hawley? Josh Hawley. They know. Yes, he knows. Okay. Uh, so, I, I like Josh. But I knew something was wrong with Josh when he came out and supported the uh, – I lost her name already. Vicki Hartzler. Okay. <laughs> I right. knew, wait a minute, something's up here. Okay. So. So now when you go to my youinmissouri.org slash go, you'll see my petition page. And that first petition has to do with how to remove the Biden administration from office. You petition your county commissioners. Why? Because in a Republican form of government, this is the government that is closest to you. That means you hold them accountable to – and then they – They've got your weight behind them. They go to the state attorney general, and they hold him accountable. Okay? And what do we do? We give them 30 days to respond. Now, here's the good news. The good news is if they pay attention to you, something will get done. But if they don't pay attention to you, you know why that's good news? Because that petition, the first amendment right of petition is civil discourse with consequences. That petition is documentation that it is your footprint on their backside the next time they go to an election and you can prove how you, they ignored you, mm-hmm. okay, as you introduce them to their replacement. So... <laughs> go ahead. So that's how, you, that's how you do... In a nutshell, that's how it starts. The other petition, there's two more. One of them has to do with removing the UN and its foreign agents Amen. from American soil... And the third one holds Congress accountable for the invasion that's taking place in America. Yes. Unabated. That's coming to Missouri, by the way. Absolutely. Okay. It's coming to every state. Right. Every state is in trouble. And they're not just children. Yeah. Yes. That's another story altogether. We'll get you back. Beth Ann, thank you so much. Thank for you. Having God bless you. In that. We're going to go to your website. We're going to post it. You know, folks. We've got to stay vigilant, and we've got to get on our knees and then get up and get to work and bring America home. Thank you. Oh.